It's life on life's terms. What's up, everybody? We're back. The Life on Life's Terms podcast. And I'm Tom Robinson, and like I'm an alcoholic and an addict. <laughs> and like I always say, we are not affiliated with any 12-step program, although we are fans. Yes, uh, we are. We advocate them. Uh, I am a heroin addict in recovery. My name is Chris Mandeville. Uh, we're here at a New Age Recovery Center in Quincy, Mass., on Quincy Ave., uh, lots of yeah, lots of resources here. Lots of meetings every day. Um, if you are in the South Shore area, definitely come check it out. Um, it's all about helping people. You can find our audio podcast at lolterms.com. Please subscribe, uh, like, subscribe, share, share this video now if you'd like. Please. Um, yep, share the the. Um Love and we have uh, love. We're we're <laughs> available on all platforms. We're available on Spotify, um, Google Play Store, yeah, Google Play. I found yep. us in a couple other places too. So if you have an Android, you go to the Google Play Store and you download a player, mm. and then you can go into that player and search for our podcast, the Life on Life's Terms podcast. Yep, the logo is the same as up in the corner. L O L, and. Tonight, we have Lisa, who I've known for quite a while and admire. Um, you know, we've slung a lot of paint together. Uh, we've worked together. We've done a lot of stuff together. And she's going to share her story with us and you. Sparing strength from home. So we're going to let her take it away. Take it away. Well, hi. So, <clears throat> I'm Lisa Walsh, and uh, I am in recovery as well. <laughs> I am recovering um, heroin addict as well. Mm, that makes three of us. Yep. Um. Well, I grew up here in Quincy, so it's good to be back here in Quincy. It's um. I was here last night too, at the library for an art program. Huh, I almost went to that. Ah, uh, my yeah. sister-in-law, Kathleen Bambrick, at I can't remember the name of her agency, <laughs> but anyways, I was here last night. I grew up here. I went to Quincy Public Schools. School born in Quincy Hospital, which is, I mean, what do really? they just have the emergency room there now? Is that it? Do they still oh, I, don't, I have, have no idea. I don't even know. They they need to not close that hospital, or That's they crazy. need to open up something else. Where something does everybody else. go? South Shore. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Try try going to the emergency room at South Shore. No, thank you. <clears throat> yeah, you wait. I go to Milton. Milton Hospital. Yeah. When I OD, I go to Milton. But <laughs> I know, I'm, kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah. That's um, funny. So, yeah, you grew up in Quincy. I did. Quincy Public Schools, Quincy Courthouse. Lots of changes in Quincy. Yep. Yep. Can't even recognize it anymore. Yeah. But uh, I grew up in the court system. Um, I was a chins kid. Can I move this? Yeah. 
Chins? Chins, children in need of services. Well, I can't move it that far. Okay. Better? <laughs> there you go. You need to pick up your voice. Yeah, okay. it's um, Chins children, is like. Children in need of services. Peop, uh, children who um, they're, they're getting in trouble, but not legally yet. Oh, uh, yeah. So I had a Chins tracker, which is a, it's like pre-juvenile probation. So like they, if if you're not listening to your parents. Truancy. Yeah. It's I like, was coming home. I was coming home late. You got uh, extra behavior. eyes on you. Yeah. And you can get in trouble. If yeah. You're not so I had to report to. to the Quincy Courthouse to my chins tracker who eventually became my juvenile probation officer. <laughs> He's still there. Can I mention his yeah, name? Yeah, absolutely. Chris Galoni. And he was my adult probation officer. And uh, I got off probation in 1996. Mm. I gave him a clean hair sample. So you started huh. probation when? I was nine. I was a chins kid. So you were on probation from nine? I've been pissing on a cup my whole life. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What did yeah. you start out with? You didn't start out with heroin, did you? No, no. I started no. out shoplifting and cigarettes. Yeah. Cigarettes, probably cigarettes, my first drug. First yep. drug. Yep. Yep. yep, absolutely. Yeah, I guess so. And then cough medicine. I remember <laughs> not being that, able yeah. to read, but I remember looking in the medicine, in the closet, the hall closet. I had a stand on the bottom shelf, and I knew that little sticker. It had a cross on the eye. It was a red sticker. And I didn't even know what it meant, but I knew that that red eye with the cross on it. And it said, the caption was, alcohol may intensify the effects of these drugs. Do uh, not use with it. codeine? It was codeine with yeah. paragoric and... Uh, oh, my gosh. It was codeine, just Robitussin AC. Yeah, stuff that they just yeah. gave out back in the day. They they did. You could get it actually over the counter in Maine. And when my parents split up, I would go to Osco Drug in Kittery, Maine, and get cough medicine. Oh, you moved up to Maine at one point. Well, I bounced back and forth. Oh, okay. They were split up. There's B right there. What up, B? Beza. Beza. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Beza. <laughs> I can't read that from you. <laughs> That's okay. But yeah, I remember taking like taking a sip right out of the bottle. And I don't remember like I just remember being relieved. So I you were robo tripping before it was cool. <laughs> I was, I'm a trendsetter, Chris. <laughs> Literally was fucking with that lean back in the day. The what? The stuff that they make now. Out of cloth medicine? Yeah. Yeah. And soda. Yeah. Mm -hmm. what? Whatever it is. Yeah. We won't give that recipe out. No. Nope. It's gross. Yeah. Gross and sad. But uh, after, you know, then cigarettes and I think I stole seeds from my brother. He had a bag of seeds in his Pot tundra. seeds? Yeah. And we crushed it up and rolled bones. Really? Out of yeah. seeds? Delicious. Yeah. Well, I didn't know. I didn't, I didn't <laughs> yeah, know what it yeah. was. I just knew it was naughty. And You were looking for naughty. Yeah. I was looking for naughty. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But Definitely. it started with the cigarettes. Yeah, that was my first drug. Yeah, I remember s stealing smokes back when I was younger. Yeah. yeah. I and then trying to smoke anything, like Blake, like grass, like that yeah. tall grass that grows. You fucking light that, and yeah. when it was brown and... <laughs> Fucking, that's, uh, that's gross. Killing, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I did um, morning glory seeds. 
I remember hearing that. And I took them, and I'm like, what the f- fucking two hours later, like, what the fuck? And then all of a sudden, I was like, Psh! oh, really? tripping my balls off. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I remember snorting clove or cinnamon or something because I heard. Yeah, that it might get you messed up. I just up. blew the back of my head off. Yeah. Oh, cinnamon? I think it was nutmeg, <laughs> actually. Yeah, pro. I think I heard that as well. Yeah. So anyway. you're in you're in the court system. You're in yep. probation. Yep. Definitely, and um, I was. Um, it's good times. Oh, I was such a punk. I uh, I was a handful. I know I was, but I I was angry. I don't think there's any childhood photos of me with a smile. You know, my mother was. I was like neglected. Yeah. And, uh, pa- um, child so, of alcoholics? Yeah, my m- father was an alcoholic. Okay. And he left my mother. Okay. So she wasn't happy, so... So you you were... She probably had, like, resentment towards you. I don't know. I just don't have many childhood memories with her. Mm. Like, not happy ones. I yeah. was I was not happy. I that's a perf- perfect you know, recipe, right? Isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah. It feels a little victim-y now saying it. Mm. Like, I mean, it is what it is. We, but we all go through trauma, and and, and that's yeah. and that's the that's thing. Like that's 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 where I I think all of this starts is you know like we've talked about before is with the traumas. Yeah. You know, and yeah. we may not know the it's a trauma when it happens. You know, it, it could be as as it's just, simple ooh. as. You being at the park and your mom or dad not coming to get you when they said they were going to, right. you know, or you showing up the first day of school and you feel completely alienated. Yeah, or yes, yeah, some you. kid makes fun of you or something. Affects you so badly that it's traumatizing. Yeah, you know. I just remember, see, I was angry going to school. I, I remember just being angry, leaving the house and going there, an angry kid. But mm. I know I was I was I was always being told to shut up. Still to this day. <laughs> <laughs> wow. No, but well, that's I, not that's good. That's all about like the wanting attention and just yeah, just yeah. That was listening. that was my first addiction was attention, and that, I didn't care if it was good or bad. Excellent point, Chris. Honest to God, honestly, I didn't care if it was good or bad. Well, that's just that's the listen thing. Listen to me. I just wanted. Well, it's that's not necessarily a bad thing, yeah. You know, to what? Some kids want to be listened to, and and they or should get to. that. They should have that. Yeah, need to be listened to. I was so creative, and I just wasn't. Yeah. Stifled. Yeah. You were I, stifled when you were younger with well, your creativity. I don't know if it was. I'd use the word stifle. I was just. You have to nurture creativity. Mm. It has to be encouraged. Right. And right. Glorified and. Hmm. Support it. Right. But that's where I think I I had a vivid imagination, you know. Hmm. Yeah, you're you're pretty hippie ish. Granolary, <laughs> crunchy. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. Absolutely. So yeah, that's a good point though. That's that's probably my first addiction too. Yeah, the attention. Yep, for sure. And, and like because for me, it started like, uh, you know, my dad left when I was seven. Mm-hmm. So now mom has to work yep. fucking umpteen million jobs. Where'd everybody go? Now, no one, where is everybody? Right. 
You know, it's me and my sister, latchkey kids. Yep. Seven years old, key to the house, go home, let yourself in, make a snack, watch TV. Smoke a cigarette. Don't burn the house down. Yeah. You know? I did. Mm. Yeah. Mom comes home, there's lines of sweet and low chopped up on the address book. <laughs> Fucking no idea what I was doing. She she comes out, what Where'd is Where'd you this? see that? I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> Not like stealing, it's on a TV. Stealing grapes from the convent to try and make wine. Just think we're going to crush it up and drink it and it's going to be wine. Not knowing that you have to ferment it and add sugar and all yeah, that. Yeah, where did you get the idea that I you yeah, wanted to like get Where did I get up? the idea to crush up pot seeds? Yeah. No well, idea. I was so young. Like, how, yeah. I mean, like they try to hide it. Yeah. Right. And you can't. No, you think kids think, you know, you think you're hiding stuff from kids. You're not. No. Yeah, no. yeah, or, or not kids that think they're hiding stuff. stuff from you, and they're not. Exactly, right. we're all just too perceptive for that type of stuff, you know. I mean, using, yeah. Obviously. Although now it's 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 a lot easier for for kids to do the things that it was hard for us to do. Yeah, you know, it's. I mean, all it takes it's is a couple just, of keystrokes, and you can get what you want delivered to the house. You know, it's pretty yeah, crazy. If you if your kids. If your kid's using hard drugs, you're gonna you're gonna figure it out. Yeah, yeah. You know, just hopefully before it's too late. Yeah. So, dad leaves your home. Yep. With mom, smoking cigarettes behind the school, and um, crushing seeds. That one time, I remember the first time I was in sixth grade when the first time I ever put alcohol in my body. My mother was away in Florida. My brother was. Babysitting. Sixth grade, that's young. I don't know, how, how old are you in sixth grade? I think it, that's like 11, Nine, 10. 10. Well, you're what, six in the first? I have no idea. Something like that? Six. Oh, my son's 14, six. he's in freshman year of high school. Yeah. So 13 would be yeah. eighth. 12 is, 12 is uh, seven. seven. Yeah. Seven. 10 or 11, depending on when right. your birthday is. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, and we were at, and my friend, I'm not going to say her name. I don't want to out her, but there was three of us, and her parents were out of town, and we, you know, whiskey in the jarro, <laughs> in the mason jar, mayonnaise jar, mm. and I got so drunk, they had to walk me home, and I'll never forget, my brother thought it was funny, and that was so cool. Uh, approval, approval yeah, from your well, brother. I got approval. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. I never connected that before. But um, I remember going to the school the next day. I remember I threw up in the bed. I didn't know. <clears throat> I did not clean my puke. Puke <laughs> in the sixth grade. Like, and I remember oh. spraying it with Lysol. Like, oh, I can't even smell Lysol today. <laughs> yeah. And I remember, I remember just. Going to the, I went to school and I went to the nurse. I wanted to go home. My mother was out of, she was in Florida. But I remember like lying, saying, I didn't say I drank. I don't know what I said, but I said I was sick. You know, like lie number one. Yeah. Right? Well, I say that all the time. Like, as soon as you start using it, it makes you lie because you can't tell your parents. No. You know? So you got to lie. Right. It's like, just becomes a way of life right that's uh, you know that and that was the way it was when i towards the end with me it was like you know oh it's 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 not okay to lie but about using i have to lie 
You know what I mean? So I'll be lying about everything in my life. Where were you the last hour? Well, I was, you know. Yeah, over Johnny's. Yeah, I would just make up, make up shit, make yep. up shit, lie, 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 lie. You know, because at the end, everybody's trying to make you get sober because you're fucking an asshole. Yeah. You know, you're fucking spending all, every penny you have on fucking heroin, all that shit. So you got to lie. It's like your whole life yep. is living a lie. And everybody resents you because you're and a it, liar. But it's so natural. Like when you're using, you just, it just flows. The just lies like they just, say when the oh, truth yeah. would serve you better. Yeah. 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 Don't even know. I'm so shit faced at nine. Yep. And um, I think boys, not too long after that. Yeah. But I remember the first time I ever did a Valium. It was that same year. It was the summer going into seventh grade and hanging around with all the older kids up at the schoolyard. And uh, actually, we we partied up at the um, a, a camp up in the Blue Hills. One of the Girl Scout clamp, just a uh, brick building in the Blue Hills. Yeah. You know, lighting fires in there. And... Um, <laughs> I remember someone gave me a Valium, and I'm like, oh, I, that, that is the first, like, time I ever felt like, oh, this is it. This, yeah. this is it. Right. That's where you arrived. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, I didn't feel that with alcohol, because I, I just got sloppy and peed the bed and puke and slurred by words and blacking out i blacked out right from that that first time in sixth grade i blacked out and i always blacked out Hmm. until i found drugs you know cocaine and heroin Hmm. i ended up running away at 16 and i rented a room right over here nick you know when next to Star Market, there was this big, huge, green monster of a Roman house. I, it's still there. I don't know what it is, if it's apartments or offices or what. Nick oh, by Fort Square in the back? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. all Paroles, like one. Paroles. They're all um, one-bedroom condos, I think. Yeah. Well, I rented a room there. A friend of mine bought the building, realized that it was below the water standard. table, and <laughs> got rid of it like right away. And then they, they took that whole entire building and lifted it up. Really? Yeah. And poured foundation Slab, on it. Slab, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about. Right in the corner there. Yep. It's right so by you the, ran that, away to that, that where you were 16? Yep. <laughs> and you rented a room. They rented, rented you a room. I rented a room, and then I got on food stamps. I was emancipated at Quincy Court, where I wow. became a, um, at 16, you know, I was technically legal. Hmm. You know, I could go on... I'm sure I embellished my story. But you were you were abandoned. Dude, that was like being abandoned by your mom, right? You were I guess you could look at it that way. That's terribly sad. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So then from 16 on what when I It was just party hard. Yeah. Party hardy. Party hardy. Get a parking ticket for drinking beer in the car. Mm. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> That's how everyone wants That's, you to talk when they find out you're from Boston. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah, that's right. The, it's our accent. Uh, we should be very fiercely proud of that shit. Oh, I have a gross accent. No. I'm fucking wicked proud, kid. Fucking wicked proud. <laughs> hey, mister. <laughs> hey, mister. <laughs> mister. <laughs> so now... 16 what's going on you're emancipated you're renting your yep. own your own you got and your I own spot so you're the shit because you got the spot yeah and it was in a, there was a couple of that spot mm. i just remember ugh, it was a nightmare i remember i was dating a guy he was a lot older than me he lived in brighton in a rooming house and i would bounce back between those two i was tr- trying to go to school too i ended up uh, i couldn't do it Trying to go to high school. Yeah, I was trying to finish. I never finished the mm. tenth grade. I only have a ninth grade education, but I ended up getting my GED. Yeah, that me too. Good enough a pl- diploma. I got yep. that. Good enough diploma. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. Then when I was seventeen, my girlfriend was dancing downtown, and uh, you know, she had glass a- slipper. No, the naked eye. Oh, naked eye. Naked yeah. eye. The, the, the naked eye. Wasn't that the one with the the legs were open yes. and you grabbed the door handle vagina? Yep. Yes. <laughs> back in labia, the zone. Actually. Yeah. Back in the zone. Yeah. You just pulled it out. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I was a total day shifter, though, because I was a nightmare, you know? Yeah. I just got sloppy. I couldn't do it without getting sloppy drunk. Ugh. The back but in I the, was cute back in the combat I, zone days. Yeah. Oh mm. my god. My English teacher wandered in there one time. Oh, that must have been awkward. Oh my god, it was so funny. How are you doing, Mr. Johnson? <laughs> Lap dance? I can't even say his name because it's so yeah. it's a yeah. Yeah, we won't go there. Yeah, we won't. <clears throat> but uh So how old is this? At seventeen. Yeah. When mm. I started, yep. And then uh and then that's what I did till I was 30, you know, mm-hmm. until I got clean. You know, just I would go all over the world. I, I went all over the world doing that, just pissing my pants over here and then move over there. And I was a liability. I, I got fired from the naked eye because I got caught. I kept it hot getting high in the bathroom. Mm. Mm. And I've, <laughs> I've, I've heard you tell your story before you uh you were a test subject for buprenorphine yes i was suboxone i was buprenorphine yeah they had that at uh st e's uh, a long time ago yeah and the trials yeah yeah i I was i was on i i was i got detoxed on it on shots. Yeah. Yeah, so it was suboxone, early suboxone. Is that what the same shit? Yep. Well, I think there's there's a protein or something in Subutex. A little little different. But basically the main ingredient. Yeah, it's buprenorphine. Got any bupes? That doctor uh, that was the house doctor. Oh, yes. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. He came and talked to me and he he administered it and shit. And he said he was on the the fucking... uh, panel that made it that invented it yeah. oh i wouldn't doubt it local company yeah <laughs> big money now right yeah, yeah. i answered it an ad an ad in the herald it said heroin addicts wanted big bold print in the classifieds and i'm like uh, <laughs> i called up hi i'm a heroin, I'm a heroin addict what do you need will i get paid only people who want us you know we did the whole screening process and it was great 
three days. It holds you for three days. I could get arrested on a Friday and be fine till I went to court. On Monday. On Monday. Wow. Yep. Good times. Awesome, right? <laughs> That's crazy. So how long after that did you end up getting clean? I don't remember that. It wasn't a couple of years. It yeah. wasn't long because yeah. I was uh, living in the South End then and uh, still working downtown. Back but, then, the South End was fucking shitty. It was. It was brutal. You didn't even want to walk your dog. I was on Clarendon yeah. Street. Now, my, now it's gorgeous. The rooming house that I rented mm. is gorgeous, and they're million-dollar one-room condos. Yeah, we've. I think we might have even done some painting over that way. We did. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. We did. Yeah, those really, really nice houses. Yep. Like, back in, you, you couldn't even walk around there. Back the yep. South End way yep. back then. Bronx yeah, has come a long way. Yeah, I know. Now it's dangerous. Gen- touch Gen- property. Gentrification. Yeah. Mm. yeah, which is good and bad. So it's what? What? Uh, what? Like really pushed you into sobriety? Was there something, uh, it, or were not you just really, done? It wasn't isolated. I mean, I had been in detox a million times, a million, mm. Chris. Yeah, I was in Boston Detox and Andrew and Faxon, Faxon three times. Boston I, Detox, that's the Shattuck. The Shattuck Hospital. Mm, I was there I five there times, once. and that was the last five times. Oh, that was God. the last detox in before I found AA. You know, before I found recovery. Right. That's you know brutal. That's, yeah. That was the worst one. Yep. Oh yeah, I'm it sure. Was Back awful. then, it was God. even worse. Yeah, they gave you Jolly Ranches. All I remember is uh, like Cheerios. And cream of wheat, and they'd only give you one package of sugar. How you, you listen? Cream of wheat. It. I gotta dump like a half a cup of brown sugar in that shit. I, I love brought it. it. I my love last it. time there. I really? She it. snuck in brown sugar. I didn't see. They were it like, either. "Wow, that's some pretty brown heroin." What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, try and shoot that. Oh my god! <laughs> I did brown heroin. Once. So you ended up, you know? Yep, I ended up. Um, oh, so sick because now i'm coming off of methadone and dope you know i had a mm. double habit i had been bouncing they you know they would keep you on the clinic forever they'll keep you on sub you suboxone too yeah it's just big business yeah it's i say it all the time there's no money in curing anything no. there's only money in treating it right. and that's, that's why right. our health system is fucking broken and that's why it's, we need there's there's things out there to to cure lots of stuff and it's not being brought to the surface. No, you know? it's not being, we, we talked about it. No, we, that's why we need we programs who are not uh, more programs who are not looking for numbers. They're looking for people to stay sober. Yeah, right. They're not looking for people to complete a six month program, make a checklist, and then mm-hmm. you know, yeah. See you later. Stay sober, stay involved with the program until, you know, until you, you're, you know, stay sober. Just stay sober. And keep, keep going. Keep staying and yeah. keep coming back. Not do six months so that you can get everybody out of your hair. Yeah. Well, it and has to be like, a way of life, back, go right? Back it to has do it. to be a lifestyle. Exactly. It's a lifestyle recovery. It's, yeah. it's a lifestyle change. That's the biggest thing you have to change is your lifestyle. It's like everything. all, yeah. yeah. I used to hear it. There's only one thing you have to change when you get sober. Everything. Okay, like how do I do that? You know, yeah. and, and like I'm not I'm not opposed to methadone or or suboxone or anything like that. If your end game is abstinence, yeah. if you right. use it the way it was, it's intended to be used. Like 
I mean, I, I tried it back in the day. They wanted me to just keep going up in, in, in milligrams, and I'm yeah. like, no. I'm looking around, and I'm like, I do not want to look like these people. Like all the people I was- Canes. They used to, yeah, everyone overweight. was overweight. They were red-faced. They had canes. Yeah. Playing and back the system. Then, back then, they used to put you on benzos. Yeah, I, I was I was over at right. I was over in Brockton, and they were like, "Oh, you got to go see the psych for what?" So they can put you on medication. I don't want to be on this medication. I'm not going to let you put me on another one. Yeah, you know, and just go to the meet. I I think I only went up to 35 milligrams. I was self pay. It was on. 110 bucks a week. 35 milligrams on what? Methadone. Really? And uh, was that double blind? I have no idea. What I uh, I was self pay because I didn't have insurance. Yep. And I wanted to get off. I'm like, what do I do? How do I do this? And a, a, a woman that worked there, I'm not going to throw her under the bus. She was like, I'm like, I don't, I don't want to be on this. She's like, your self-pay, right? I said, yeah. She goes, stop paying. <laughs> she goes, we can't throw you off. We have to detox you. I'm like. Administratively. Oh. <laughs> 21 okay. days. And I did it. Thank God I was only on 35 milligrams. I did it. And I was okay for a little while, and then by chance one day, I didn't know anything about AA or 12-step or program or NA or any recovery, so I'm just trying to white-knuckle it, do it on my own. I didn't know anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm in the gas station, and who pulls up on the other side of the pump that I'm at? My old dealer. I'm oh, pumping yeah. my gas. I'm like, <sighs> shaking, sweating. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I finished my gas, and I'm, the thing's still in there, and I'm like, hey, so what do you got? <laughs> Just couldn't. Bang. Had no defense. Yep. No yep. defense. And it was like, oh, papa. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it was just... Crazy, right there. Yeah, I'm like shaking. <laughs> well, it, it can, it can. Those feelings can come rushing back. Well, look, you, know? you just think of how strong that fucking shit. That that yeah. not the not the strength of the drug. The strength of the addiction is. Yes, and how much so power powerful. it has. Yeah, and that's what keeps me from like. Uh, maybe I could do marijuana maintenance, or maybe mm-hmm. I could, you know, do the. No, I know the strength of that. Away the way it was, it, it takes me away. Yes, and it's like bondage it's like slavery it's like chemical slavery it's and like i'm not me and i'm not free to do what i want i'm not me and i can't be happy without this and it keeps sending me down to a worse and worse place the trap door it's fucking and, evil. and that that would be a good segue into what's going on ah with my relapse mm. i relapsed seven weeks ago after um an injury Mm. And um, lied. Yeah. The minute the emergency room doctor administered it, administered it, and uh, my first lie, my husband's gonna drive me home, oh. knowing that I'm gonna drive out of here and yeah. cash that prescription. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. For five, for uh. So you had you had hurt yourself at work. I had hurt myself. Uh, I had pneumonia. And I was, yeah, weren't you laid up down in Florida for fucking ever? I was in a coma, yeah. yeah. And that was wow. two years ago. And and prior to that was your motorcycle accident. Yes. What was so it like So I got three le- relapses under my belt. Yeah, so so you're, you're yeah. driving your motorcycle out of nowhere. After a meeting. After a meeting, yeah. Yeah, after a commitment. 
with a group. Me and my husband turned, and I was hit by a drunk driver. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, so I had to change my date. I had about 16 years then. Yeah, and, and but saturated, but luck, but in yeah, AA. but but yeah. luckily, you were st- still involved. You were still attending meetings, but I still crossed a line, right? But yeah. I, like I, I, I remember you telling me it's like you went and got what one, what this last time? The no, the when when you were on the pain meds, you took everything the way you were supposed to, and then what happened? That you considered it a relapse. Well, that wasn't the relapse. I think it was the lying when I was – the doctor gave me that one. But then when I was – I was already – the game is on. Mm. Like, and then when I was at CDS – Decision flipped. Like the I, switch flipped. Yeah, right. Like I made yeah. a decision to lie. Well, right. I didn't even make a decision. It just happened. It took over. Mm. I was possessed again. Wow, that's scary. And, and I drove – to CVS. I told my husband. This is before you took any. No, they gave me one Valium oh, in the emergency room. In the room. emergency room, okay. And then I said, you know, after they discharged me, the first lie was that my husband was picking me up. I'll come back at my truck later. A Valium. So, so let me ask you this. You said Valium before when yes. you were talking about you. That was your, your you've arrived. Initial, mm. My initial. Yeah. So when when you went in there. Did you tell them that you were I did. an addict to recovery? I did. I've... But honest, Chris, I mean, in retrospect, I don't think I've ever really been in the no matter what club. I mean, I don't... I never said, I'll never do anything again. Yeah. I just always... I think I... I've always had a reservation. Yeah. Like I was never, never going to do it again. Wow. Wow. Like know, I re- but, but I was saturated in my program. And oh, I still yeah. Am. You were t- I'm, I'm very involved with, with, you know, the women that come through my group or in my life. Because it's, it's a better way of life. It is awesome way Like of life. compared to what you shared earlier, like you wouldn't be here if you were still living that life at all. No. You know, but I and wouldn't change a thing though either. I mean, listen, everything happens the way it's supposed to happen to get you to where you got to go. I don't even regret this relapse. Yeah, I mean, it was painful getting honest with my tribe. Yeah, you know, my 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 people, my close people, and then getting honest with my group. Yeah, that was gross, and, and, and I had to say it. And that's the thing. Like, I I hit you up the other day to ask you to come on here. You called me like right away. And you were like, hey, here's the thing. I relapsed seven weeks ago. I said, okay. Like, But can you all, come on the podcast? All the more reason <laughs> for you to come on and share. Yeah. Because, the shame is definitely lingering. Like, yeah. But I'm definitely on the other side of it. Right. For sure. But I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this, that someone's going to hear this or watch this. I, I hope who, so. You know, needs it. And, and like... But for the grace of God, like I, I went snowboarding with my son one time, separated my shoulder, ripped everything, didn't break it, but f- fucked it up good. And I remember when I hit the ground and I got up and felt the pain, I was like, oh, painkillers prescribed. Mm. Like that was the first thought in my head. Wow. Yeah. So now I'm 
on my way to the hospital in New Hampshire. I'm in fucking New Hampshire. Who's going to know? Yeah. Yeah. I go in there. I'm thinking, okay, pain meds, pain meds, pain meds. And in comes my higher power in the form of my son. And he says, Dad, you know you can't take any painkillers, right? How old is he? Is he? he at I that time, he was like 14, maybe. Well, then but he had no, I, yeah. I was honest with him. I told him everything. Poison. Yeah. He knew, yeah. you know, but like that was my higher power walking to the room in the form of my son. Said, hey, because that's where I was going already. Yeah. And let's Which see. Which is normal for yeah. us. And then I hadn't taken anything else in in my time except like a colonoscopy or whatever, you know, when they yep. put you out. But I had um, uh, appendicitis like four months ago. Oh, yeah. I remember. Yeah. And um, I went in there. I was the only person in there. And like I was adamant. I am a heroin addict in recovery. I do not want any opioids. The nurse that I had gets a red bracelet, pulls it out, writes on the tag. He goes, because we have to look at these. He goes, you could yeah. be out and they could give you something right. and you wouldn't know. I was like, listen, if they have to give me something to knock me out, that's fine. But I ain't leaving here with shit. I'll tell you that right now. And it, it, hurt. it fucking hurt. But I just didn't want to because I don't, I don't want to take that risk. Like I know that. If they give me something while I'm there, it's, it's like kind of a controlled environment. Hopefully, I'm not going to wake up and be thinking yeah, about it. Yeah, With the yeah. cravings, you know? yeah, it's too it's like, too scary. And I, that's the thing. Like, scary. Like, you really have to be in a place where you're willing and ready to advocate for your own recovery. And, and thank God for this guy. Because I'm like, so I'm sitting there in this. So on the bracelet, he wrote. He wrote, no opioids, um, recovery, in recovery. Yeah. Um, he goes, cause we have to look at these bracelets and, um, like I'm kind of like the only one gave me value. I'm, I'm in this, <laughs> this recovery room, <laughs> which normally <sighs> would be filled with like it was a muscle. 30, 40 yeah. people, but I'm all by myself. It's kind of yes. dark and I'm just like kind of scared. You know what I mean? And then it was like five in the morning. Cause I was just, I thought I was hungry <sighs> that day. I felt really hungry. And then, like, I went home. I took a nap. I didn't really feel that good. I wake up, and the pain went from here right down here. And I Googled it. Oh, it sounds like appendicitis. Yeah. So, like, 11 o'clock at night, I'm, like, dying in pain. Yep. But huh. I didn't I didn't want to take that chance. Of, uh, I'll tell you, Chris. I, I, I don't know. And, and like you said, you have to advocate for yourself. But I was desperate. Because they'll be like, are you sure? I even are you left, sure? I left the emergency room. That day. I was like so, I could not sit still. I, the throbbing, it was so bad. Pain? Yeah. That, it was, I think it was worse than the break of the motorcycle accident. Yeah. But I don't know. They had me on all sorts of stuff. Yeah. But, you know. You've you've come back in, and and things and things are good. You didn't lose everything. You didn't lose all your what, yeah. What everything I, you had. What did I say to you, you yesterday? Until you, I was like, you still have all that experience, but not yeah. just that. You still have a life. You, it seems like you still have a job. You still have a husband. You know, yeah, you didn't that. burn it to people, the ground. People I have that. Have. People like have that. that happen to you, them, and they lose everything. Had you not had you not lose their life? Had you not been compelled to be honest? 
You know? Oh, there you go. Yeah, that's right. All that experience, you know, probably saved your ass. Yeah, yeah. You, you, even, even when it happened before after the motorcycle accident, you were fucking honest, like yeah. right, right away. You know what I mean? Like, and I don't have that experience. You know, so I need to hear this stuff. Right. You know what I mean? Because mm. I've it was seen hard, man. Getting on it, like I did not want to. Oh, it was so hard to say it. I was so heavy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm so ashamed. It's, if it's all inside us, and if anybody judges somebody for a relapse, well, fuck them. That's and, that's, and a, that's that's a, they're failing. That's the you thing. Like I mean? the way you felt was because of how you thought other people were going to perceive exactly. you. Exactly. Right. So uh, all the stuff that you felt was because of what you thought others were yes. thinking of you. Yeah. That's alcoholism. That story that goes on in our that's, heads, yeah. yeah. And that's that's my work. Mm-hmm. That's my personal work. Right. It's just and, crazy. And, like, and like I know I know you're active in in recovery and twelve step fellowship and all that. What's the um the retreat? The retreat. That is um I'm a committee member of Women's Spiritual Retreat, Women Women Rising Up Through the Twelve Steps. And that's... Is, we are in our fifth year of... Uh, it's at the Stonehill Holy Cross Retreat Center mm-hmm. in October. We have a Facebook page that has a link to our website. And what's the, what's the page? Women Rising Up Through the Twelve Steps? Yes, Women's Spirit... WSR... Mm-hmm. Women's spiritual retreat. Women rise up to the twelve steps. And uh, we nice. meet once a year. We're having a fundraiser on June first. Nice. It's also on our page where uh, we just raise money for scholarships and. We're See, the, the, this is probably the stuff that saved your life. You know what I mean? The service stuff. Yeah. The service stuff, because yeah, you didn't want to lose that. You don't want to lose these women in your life. No, and, you know? and, and I right. know the value of. That's the only way people like us can maintain our our life yeah. as we know it now is by giving. Like you guys this don't is, get paid for for this. No, no, right? right? No, we don't. No, I mean, but it's the service that we do to get the message out there, get our passion out there, mm-hmm. to like share our experience, be excited about sharing our experience, and you know, sometimes we have to get through a lot of. Minutia details, mm. but like our higher power puts people in that let us tell our story. Right, mm. right. You know, it's it's crazy. Like you, you, my friend put something up on Facebook today, and it said, um, "You pray for God to change your situation, yet God puts you in the situation you're in to change your situation." You know, you're you're trying to get out of what you're in, but you're in it so yeah. that you can change. Yes. You know yes. what I mean? Yes. <laughs> like every everything happens exactly the way it's supposed to. We it don't sure does. we don't we can't f- predict it. We can't figure it out cuz we can't create a better situation no, no. for us like, than the calamity that does, you know. Yeah, like we, yeah, well, we've survived everything in our life up until this moment. And it's all happened for a reason to get us where we are, right? You know, a lot of times you, you need you need a, a pain to to make yourself change, or, or a situation that makes you unhappy. Absolutely, to push you into growing. Yeah, you know, we need to keep growing. 
grow, growth is painful. Like, yeah, e- even actually yeah. growing. Think think of a kid, yeah, growing <laughs> pains. <laughs> they have growing pains. Yeah, you know, oh my sh- uh, my son, my shins are killing me. You know what I mean? Because he grew yeah. like a foot in a summer. You know, like its growth is actually painful. Right, and you know, it's us. I'll speak for myself, stubborn alcoholic. I'm not going to change until uh, there's enough pain. Until you have to. Or, yeah. you know, uh, that's, yeah, one of the things that I've, look, you know, tried to do since I've um, gotten sober was be proactive, which means, um, you know, just take the initiative to try to grow before it is forced upon me <laughs> right so you keep searching keep looking for the next thing and trying to be try to try to be better try to be uh i don't know it's at this point it's more like trying to just accept things more and and uh that's the more important thing and and and, and not judge mm. and uh you know stop getting angry at stupid stuff and and realize that it's just a short time here on this planet and yeah. it's, it's it's beautiful and you yeah. just you know, you know what I mean. Enjoy people, and 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 don't even the guy who cuts you off. Enjoy him. It's like, yeah, look at him. I've been that guy. Yeah, right. You know what right. I mean. You were gonna have a long day. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? You know, it's only seven thirty, and you're already fucking pissed. <laughs> Wait till coffee. You know. So now, do you do you feel that like? Anything has changed other than a, a date? Has it? Has Another it? Question. I um. I have been humbled by losing the date. Mm. But on the other side of that, the things that have changed is my perception of one day at a time, like literally. You know, like it says in our literature, we can make plans, but we stay here, you know? Mm. Mm. I can't worry about that stuff. Plan, plans, not results. So the the whole one day at a time thing has definitely changed for me. Mm. And Mm. the judgment of people who relapse, it was huge. Yeah. It was huge for me. Because I couldn't, I, I just couldn't hear anybody. Who was new? I, and this I, is I, this I is when you this I, is when you yourself were in long term recovery. Yeah, but I was a snob or something. I was a snob. Better than. Yeah, yeah, absolutely better than. And what do you have to offer? Hmm. Well, that's I, th- I find that to be an active thing every day. You have to you have to remember to be humble every day you have to remember it because it'll sneak in it'll remind you oh it'll, it'll sneak in like Fuck the universe yeah. will remind you right yeah <laughs> that's what, true too what did, what did john zito always say give your disease the attention it demands or it will demand your attention zito zito he was awesome he but was a prick but he was awesome he's dead now <laughs> yeah i know i seen him seen him at the asphalt plant i'm like wow that guy kind of looks like zito and it was him and he was like riddled with cancer and Still, say, say uh, his quote again. Huh? Say his quote. Give your disease the attention it demands, or it will demand your attention. Yes. Yeah. It'll take it. Mm. It'll take your attention. Right? But the, uh, what I was saying is that it sneaks in because, you know, we always, 
think of everything in terms of um, like uh, either material things or smart, like I have more common sense or have more intelligence or have this, that, that. it's all bullshit. Mm. You know what I mean? Everybody has their own story and everybody's working towards getting better and getting, you know, you know, closer to God, I, I believe. You know what I mean? And and everybody's on a different phase in that journey. Yeah. And uh, and I just have to remind myself that all the time. You mm. know what I mean? Just say, like, you know, I'm just another bozo on the bus. Exactly. Yeah. It's such a beautiful thing. It's a yeah. stupid little saying, but it's such a beautiful thing to be able to think that way. Yeah. You There's can gold. Sit- it's gold in there. And, yeah. and so, like, like, something like this is definitely going to, like you said, change your perception. Yeah. Like... Do you think it's helped you realize what the the really important things are now? Like, yeah, you, I, I don't. Know. We we I, like to have stuff. I yeah. Stuff you know, is good. Stuff is good. <laughs> yeah. But when when we place all our all our happiness and and you know contentment on like the the money and the financial and and and, and the material things. Yeah. We don't get the. I've never felt any any. Of the feelings I've gotten from recovery by receiving something like materialistic, yeah, I agree. Right. Al- although in my head, my head is telling me that if I get that, it's a flash. I'm I'm gonna yeah yeah. Right. It's like okay yeah, yeah I'll feel good for like three point two seconds. Oh, it's awesome seeing that Amazon package on the porch. <laughs> <laughs> now it's just yeah. another recyclable. Yeah right right. The box goes right. The recyclables. Uh, yep. Yeah. So you're still doing uh, your art stuff too, I right? I am. I am. Now, I do always, you do you sell any of that stuff? Uh, I just do it mostly. Do, it. Yeah. <laughs> I do more than I sell. <laughs> 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 I, I collect junk. Yeah, because you never know. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> are you, are you going to be a hoarder? Are we going to have to come I over? I am hoarder. Like, are we going to have? Yeah, we're going to have to come over like, with fucking dumb yep. what is yeah what's that truck 1-800 got junk got junk <laughs> <laughs> i watched that show No, but my my town has a bulk trash day saturday uh-huh. so we actually have a pile which is a first time. the the, the it, now the pile is is this something that you drive around on bulk trash day and add to or you can <laughs> oh, or you got to put it I'm out i'm telling you the temp- struggle is real yeah temptation is real <laughs> Because <laughs> it's so cool stuff. Some times. Oh, listen, I. It's how my brothers keep us started, right? You know what I mean. It's Jim Orca driving around in his beat up green truck, picking up trash. Someone <laughs> might need a dresser. Boom. Oh yeah. Now here right. we are. How many years later, and they Doing have two, three and, facilities. Right. You know. Yeah, I painted them all. Yeah, pretty crazy. <laughs> <sighs> so um. So I want to tell you a quick uh, up-to-date where mm. I'm at. Yes. Is that okay? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, so just Saturday night. Steve's talking to the microphone. Okay. <laughs> Saturday night. Um, I ran up to the supermarket to get dinner. We were working in the yard, and I had someone working under the sink, and... And I wrecked my truck, my nicest truck ever. Bummer. Yeah, I was sick to my stomach. Saturday night when you were going to the grocery store. In the, I, I, 
hit a bollard. Oh, oh yeah, I've done that. Post like the whole thing, whole nose to tail. Oh, I don't even know how that could happen. A little too close to it. I didn't even see it. I was just pulling out of the pocket in space after, you know. But when I got home after I settled down, I got a call from the police saying to come get my mother. She's at the mall. She packed a bag and wandered off from her facility. She's in a memory care wow. facility. She's 94. Mm. Wow. And uh, so she's been with me since Saturday night, and she's going to live with me. Hmm. And uh, I don't think it's a coincidence at all this crazy stuff. There's a million other little crazy things that have been mm. happening in this small period of time. But my whole recovery since 1996 has been about mending that relationship. Oh, yeah. This is, this is the woman you spoke of in the beginning that yes. wasn't there for you. Right. Yes. Now. Yeah. Like, you know, we read about forgiveness and we, we read about doing this work to, to forgive and to heal and to um, clean up our wreckage of the past. Yeah. and But, like, this is where the rubber meets the road. Right. It's it really not easy. is. Like, yeah. it, this was not in my plan. I was going to ride my motorcycle all summer. Yeah. This was not my plan. But here I am, like, cleaning up after this woman. Mm-hmm. And we're giggling. I've, I, I've never thought in a million years. I, that wasn't my goal to braid my mother's hair and wipe her bum. Yeah, but you know, you might look back on this and have it be a, a huge blessing it, in the future. I already see the the gold, the blessings that that. Like I'm riding this wave. Mm. But it, and this has been what I learned. As long as I take care of myself, this is the lesson I'm learning this week. As long as I take care of myself, I stay in fit spiritual condition. Mm -hmm. yeah. I can match calamity with calm. You know, yeah, with serenity. With serenity, and that's the thing. Like, mm. it's maintaining fit spiritual condition. Yeah. That is. From from what I've heard and what I've watched and is is what has led to relapses for people. Getting if, if, out of shape spiritually. Yeah. If if and, and it does fit spiritual condition doesn't necessarily mean that you're working with other people, that you're taking someone through the steps. Like you can do that shit and not be fit spiritually. Right. You're absolutely You know right. what I mean? I've done it. It's yeah. it's like you have to take care of yourself, yep. self-care. What's what's good for you? What's helping you heal? You know, right. it's, I think you need you need to be in touch with where you're at. Yeah, absolutely. You need to know where you're at and and like oh, you know, know yourself. Be in touch, right? And and be like oh, why am I unhappy? Why am I tired? Why am I tired? That's another good one. Yeah, you know, physically. Do, do I, am I drinking water? Right. Am I eating Burger King or am I making a salad at home? Take right. Financially right. healthy, you know, physically healthy. 
and yeah. spiritually healthy. Uh, and it's if one you, unit. If you, uh, yeah, if you uh, neglect all those things, they, it leads to being unhappy. Yes. And unhappiness leads to wanting a happy pill. Right. You Restless, right. irritable, discontent. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and, and you want that ease and comfort yeah. of the exactly. first. Yeah. Use. Mm. Whatever it is. But uh, that's that's beautiful. Yeah. That's a beautiful yeah. thing that, that happened to you. That's a, I know it's hard. It's probably hard, but it's a... Every, yeah, everything comes full circle. You it's know? beautiful. God gave you exactly what you needed. What happened to Facebook? We lost everybody. I don't know. Hopefully that people are still listening because it still says end live video. Um, uh. I don't know. It says wireless connection. Your video has been paused, but we don't have a wireless connection. We have a wired connection. Yeah. So I don't know. Hopefully everyone can still see us. If not, you can go watch it on YouTube. Yeah, YouTube. Um, so thank you for coming on. Thank yeah. you for calling, Chris. Yeah, Always it was good. Um, women's Spiritual Retreat over at um, Stonehill Retreat House. You can find them on Facebook. Um, you can find Lisa on Facebook. Her name is tagged in this post. Women Rise Up. Women Rise Up to the 12 Steps. Um. All right, and please subscribe to the podcast. Yes. Uh, LOLterms.com, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify. Yes. We're trying to, we're trying to be like drugs everywhere. You know, <laughs> we we want to. Like Waldo. Yes. We want to be. We've, we've got some big ideas. Yes. And uh, we would like to see them come into fruition. Uh, yep. And um, uh, it's just, it's all a matter of. Uh, of how much we can do with this podcast first, and then we're going to move to the next thing. Yep. That's so, the thing around here, man. You hang on to your dreams because your dream can become a goal, and your goal can right. become reality. Yeah, and, and any any support that that you guys can give, uh, we really appreciate it. Yes. Yeah. So that's another one in the books, folks. That's a wrap. All right. Thanks, everybody. Peace. LOLterms.com. I live in this world.